You're listening to Pim Talk, the product marketing podcast, brought to you by InRiver. Welcome to PIM Talk, the podcast for product marketers, merchandisers, and PIM professionals. And every second Tuesday, we come together to share knowledge, experiences, and challenges to be able to create even better product stories. Maybe you're wondering what PIM is. PIM is a software that is all about managing all product marketing information in one place to create a rich customer experience in all channels and shorten time to market. And if you're new to PIM, check out our first episode, What is PIM? I'm your host, Thomas Schöberg. I'm the creative director at InRiver, and we want to do this podcast for you and with you. So please contact us and tell us what topics you would like us to cover, what guests you would like to have on the show, or maybe you want to contribute in any way. So you can email us at pimtalk at inriver.com or send a message on Twitter at pimtalkpodcast. I hope you're fine. I hope you listened to the last episode with Dometic. I think it uh, was a really good episode and that you can learn a lot from their experiences. And in this episode, we're going to take a look at how you can stock your digital shelf together with your suppliers. And here we have a guest that have a lot of interesting experiences around this uh, within an industry that also have their specific challenges. So um, without further ado, let's go into the PIM talk. I'm very happy today to have Thomas Schellmann from Kicks. I thought with me on the show, but actually, for a while ago, you changed your LinkedIn profile to X Beauty House. So, could you tell me who are you today and uh, where do you work? Uh, of course, Thomas. I want to first thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, and my name is Thomas Schalman, and uh, I work as a business administration manager at Axe Beauty House. Right. Uh, for those who doesn't know, Axe Beauty House is a purchasing platform within the parent company Axel Jonsson. And we purchase beauty products for both Kicks and Oleans, which is two big Nordic retailers. All right. And uh, both companies, Kicks and Oleans, offers uh, an overall beauty concept within makeup, fragrance, skincare, and hair care, actually. Okay, so in the Nordic context, um, are you the, the number one or number two? Or uh, in the Nordic context, we're number one. Okay, at least Kicks. We we have uh, two hundred and fifty stores within Kicks uh, in uh, Norway, Sweden, and Finland, and then we have uh, Oleans uh, also approximately 60 department stores and stores so together we have over 300 stores and department stores in the nordic region and your role at x beauty house is um as i said i'm a business administration manager and uh, i'm responsible for a team of assistant buyers okay and um Within our team, we handle all administration related to the purchasing process. So it's all about master data, campaign data. Uh, we support the stores with when we return products that has been discontinued to our suppliers. 
and we also handle the product information which is like product images and product texts and uh, area of use filters etc uh, etc et for our e-commerce stores yeah so a reason why i think it's i mean interesting to have you on the show right now is that we we are looking at different angles on um, on the digital shelf stocking the digital shelf and and how how you can in different ways manage your product information and in in your case i know that you are very dependent on your partners your suppliers at yeah you actually have a, a solution where they act as your editors and contribute with with um, product information to you directly because as you say you're a retailer so yeah. so c could you tell us a little bit about the history behind that and how it works today yeah definitely uh, as you said uh, like a, a considerable part of our turnover comes from external brands external brands and we're in big need of being able to onboard our suppliers into our pim so they can provide us with the correct images and product information in an effective way but actually i'm going to tell a little bit from the beginning I started my PIM journey when Kix invested in a new e-commerce platform, actually. Uh, and we, together with the new platform, we needed a suitable PIM. And in the same time, we did some restructuring internally, and we decided that all generic and basic product information should go through uh, the purchasing department, follow the same process as master data. And when we have completed all the product information and master data, our e-commerce team take over and do like content enriching and everything for the, the website. Okay. And to our new PIM, we needed a way to onboard our suppliers, as I said, uh, for, for them to be able to upload their content to Kicks and all the product information giving them some responsibility of like changing then enriching their own assortment at kicks e-commerce website actually okay so it's like giving them access to your digital shelves and be able to affect how their products will be presented there yeah definitely so so and that's where like the contribute app that uh, in river provide comes in handy and uh, i actually i think it was built on the kicks requirement right yeah, you were the ones that kicked this off. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're very happy to have been collaborating with you and uh, in this journey. And, uh, and we have seen that a lot of other customers also have, have similar needs that you have. I want to thank Avencia and InRiver for like, being with us from the beginning in this journey. And I think uh, we have a great product here with Contribute where suppliers, photographers, uh, and other partners can just get access to their own assortment and enrich it as they like in the most preferable way. Uh, of course, they're not free to do whatever they want because Kix has a certain tone to our website, but r related to images for products and what is said in the description and how much information you want about ingredients lists and area of use and what kind of filters is going to be used on your product and what color family is this lipstick going to be connected to and so on our suppliers now how have the the full freedom to affect that themselves okay and i think it, it's it's a great way because we're really dependent on our suppliers to to deliver the data to us and it's it's everything from 
customs number and dangerous goods data for perfumes and measurements, but also the product information hmm. uh, to, to make the customer experience really, really good and create a great offer and great value for our customers. How do you get your suppliers and partners to go in in, in your interface and provide this information? I mean, it, it takes some effort, right? Yeah, uh, of course. And how do we do that? Uh, we have a great relationship with our suppliers, of course. You need to have a great relationship with, with the suppliers uh, to be able to agree on such a thing. But for a long time, Kix and Oleans been having in their agreements that we need the suppliers to supply us with the data. Either if it's the master data, it comes in Excel templates, or if it is the product information, they need to send it to us so we can upload it. Because Kisks doesn't have this can this data themselves. It's it's the suppliers, the distributors of the brands and the brand owners and the factories, etc., that has the information, and the information need to flow through the supply chain to all partners. Uh, to be able to sell and create a customer journey. And the easiest way for us to to do that is for our suppliers to onboard us and provide us with the information. And I, and I guess they get a very good visibility over the assortment that they sell. Exactly. Like there's so many stakeholders, but but they can also, it creates an opportunity for them to see what kind of assortment is active at Kicks right now from our assortment. Because sometimes it's thousands of items. We have 150 to 200 suppliers and 300 brands. And I think approximately 20, 27,000 SKUs. And it's hard for 150 suppliers to, to keep track on every SKU and uh, which is active and so on. But this gives them an opportunity to use the search queries in Contribute. Uh, and see which items are active at Kik's e-commerce store in Sweden right now for my brands. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and they can also see which items has not uh, been enriched with name or images or uh, product text, etc. Instead of sending emails to us and ask us and we need to look and send them back and they need to send WeTransfer or Dropbox links and it yet just creates a, a great spider web of uncontrolled information flow. Yeah, but then on the other hand, you you um, talked a little bit about it. Uh, then you have a quality assurance process, or you have to make sure that it is you know your tone of voice and maybe some other checkpoints. How does that process look like, and, and what do you do? What do you change? When we implemented Contribute together with our PIM and the new e-commerce platform, we, we sat down and we created a, a pretty good standard for how images should be named, which format uh, Im images should be in, like uh, color and uh, pixels and so on, and uh, even name standards for products and so on. And we did some uh, education material for our suppliers and we e educated them how they should name their images for us to approve them and uh, for the information to be suitable for Kik's tone of voice. But also together with Contribute and PIM, we have this approval feature, which 
when our suppliers have done some changes in the contribute app we can see the changes in uh, a step of approval where we approve everything or discharge everything so if a supplier send us an image with an incorrect name like it's not named after our name standard uh, we can discharge and uh, we can just email the supplier and said you need to rename these images or else they can't be published on the website okay you mentioned education and i know that you have put quite some effort into that and uh, that you created a series of videos right yeah and i think it's so important i mean the biggest challenge here i think is it's not it's not technical it, it's to roll out and really you know make sure that the ones that are i mean if you have 100 to 150 suppliers that are going to use a new interface as easy as it is they still need to be instructed in some way. So maybe you can tell us a little bit more about the work that you have done with that, because I think it's a great, great example, a best practice example. Yeah, of course. We, we sat down and uh, I actually learned a lot about the system myself because I, I felt like I need to know how this is work on a uh, operational level. Uh, and then we did education material. We actually did like 10 minutes videos and explaining different process steps how to upload a media or a resource an image or text or and how to search your active products in this system and also a short video about the enrichment process from recreating new assortment together with our suppliers and we need all the master data in our erp system which then flows through into pim and in PIM, we can enrich it with images and so on. And I, we sat down and we did those videos and explained this very carefully. So it would be easy for our suppliers to just go to our YouTube channel. Actually, I did a YouTube channel, which I sent a link to all suppliers and they can look through the videos and they get some understanding about the system and how to do things. And when they forget about it, they can just go back to this, these videos and watch them again. And we also invited all of our suppliers into our head office where I had like on-premise education together with those videos. So to create a great relationship with the supplier, we felt like we need to put in some effort also educating our suppliers how to do this. So it's a, it's a joint responsibility, actually. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, I think you are really role models when it comes to rolling out a functionality like this. So um, super interesting. We're going to take a short break. And after that, we're going to come back and we're going to talk to Thomas about how they work with measuring performance and how they see they can work with analytics in the future in order to have this collaboration with their suppliers in an even better way. PIM stands for Product Information Management, and InRiver stands for PIM. Want to learn more about how your organization can benefit from PIM software? We've put together a free white paper where you can learn what you need to know about how your e-commerce platform can benefit from PIM. Go to www.pimtalk.com to download a free guide to help you better understand how PIM can work for you. That's www.pimtalk.com. Yeah. 
Another thing that I'm interested in is whether you measure, have any success measures or uh, things that you follow up on so you can see the value that you get of this way of working. We actually do some uh, some charge and we look at like uh, how our suppliers perform and our data quality. We follow up on our data quality, but also we have uh, the process in PIM where you can create search queries for the different steps so so we can see in a proactive way let's show me all the active items that gonna be like they have sales start within a couple of weeks and do not have any images so we can be proactive and we can send reminders to our suppliers and tell them like oh you still have a hundred items that we haven't got any images for yet you need to go into contribute and uh, enrich those. And in the future, we're also gonna create some dashboards and uh, charge that our suppliers can look at and see how they perform re- related to provide us with content, actually. Yeah. And I think the data is there. So it's it's just a matter of putting it together and creating some dashboards. and Yeah, exactly. To to connect the um, the amount of content that are created with the actual performance uh, in your e-commerce channels, I guess. Because we have our master data today in an ERP system, and then we use Power BI to measure and follow up. And I actually talked to our e-commerce supplier, Avencia, about sending all the data from uh, in river pim into power bi so we can match the dashboards with uh, the mass data and the pim data yeah and then we yeah. can like filter it out on supplier and see how many suppliers did supply us with product information and images and so on in in uh, in time for release of this new product yeah Cool. That might be something that we will revisit when you have come that far. Definitely. But but also I want to say something about uh, like this is great for our suppliers. We talked a little bit about it, that they can see their own assortments and so on. But it it is a great way for them to upload content. And it's really easy for them to just drag and drop images named uh, from a certain standard into contribute and just push the upload button instead of putting them in a we transfer file and sending them through emails and so on. Because that's the scenario, I guess, for, for many companies and f- from for you also before that you got content in all kinds of different ways. That comes with, uh, with a big risk. Uh, like in case of a coworker leave for vacation or get sick or need to be home with their children and no one knows where where is the information like did we get the we transfer file but if we have one system where everybody all the stakeholders can find the information and upload the information at least we have one centralized point where we can find the necessary product information and like minimize risk of unnecessary work and time consuming. Yeah. And I mean, you're, you're in w- with the uh, cosmetics space and, and it's kind of um, a s- special thing when it comes to e-commerce because you can't really try the products that you, and that you get home and send them back because I mean, ha- have you used the lipstick? You can't return it. So it also makes it extra important that you make the right decision when you buy. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about how you think around that. Um, yeah, and you're definitely right, Thomas, because uh, of course a customer can 
leave complaints on a, on a lipstick like it, it doesn't suit me or it doesn't work well and so on they they can do whatever but i think uh, the important thing here is like you further we go into a digital society the requirement from customers and consumers for product information will just increase and also out of like a sustainable uh, perspective product information can help companies to reduce waste in terms of customer claims and so on mm. if if we together with our suppliers can provide a customer journey that offers like great value and a lot of detailed product information i think we will minimize the risk of an unsatisfied customers because the customer need to be able to read about the product to see images see maybe videos or uh, read about the products uh, ingredients lists and uh, area of use before they choose the product because they can't really ask someone if they go to our store they can ask our fantastic uh, co-workers that work in the store and they can explain how do this product work and what will happen if you use this product together with another product mm. but in the digital society you need to be able to explain that or or present that in a good way for the customer uh, digitally yeah where do you think we're going to be in three years time or or so when it comes to that what 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 would be the i, I actually think it's going to be like really high tech i think because because time flies right and uh, the digital society is really evolving and um, developing and i think you're going to be able to like try products digitally and see in a like digital mirror how will it look how will it suit my uh, skin tone or hair tone and and also read about the product and see and <laughs> Already today, you can see a lot of you uh, on YouTube, right? Yeah. You can go yeah. into YouTube and you can look at that, but you need to integrate those YouTube films into the website and, and make it a really like valuable customer journey. So they feel satisfied when they, uh, they push the, the buy button actually. And, and uh, they're satisfied with the product when it is delivered to their door. Uh, so, so I think it's going to be really high tech with like digital try on i think you're going to be able to read and try on and maybe leave samples of skin tone or or whatever now i'm just speculating but yeah <laughs> you can just cut off a bit of skin and, and store it in the, <laughs> exactly. in the kicks or maybe like smell a perfume through your uh, headphone speakers or something yeah maybe uh, you really don't know no, but as you say, in the same way that you have your measurements, uh, maybe at your tailor, you'll be able to have some kind of, you know, skin and uh, other yeah, other kind of characteristics that you can store at your favorite cosmetics dealer. Yeah, exactly. You have a profile and you can see like, oh, I've been having dark hair or blonde hair for a while now. I'm going to change it to pink or green or whatever. How, how is it going to look and what product is most suitable for me? And uh, the retailers need to be able to present that in a really easy and, and good way for the customers, I think, to be able to keep the customers coming back to you. Product information and master data, it's like for all stakeholders in the, in the whole supply chain is super important. We talked about it a bit on the Pinpoint last year when I was attend attending Pinpoint. And uh, 
like everybody want uh, the product information or the product data like yesterday not tomorrow because they want it now or yesterday because uh, nothing is like is super hot until the day it's released on the market so we need the data and we need the data for the customs and transport company and we need to be able to ship it with uh, big boats to finland and so on and also the customers need to be able to read about it digitally feel it and thomas you know in in my line of work there's a lot of process and system related matters to be handled on a daily basis part of that is in river pim and contribute but it's really important that because master data and product information also comes with big challenges there's so much product data to be handled like only for one skew like one lipstick color we have approximately at least 50 data records and with thousands of skews or our aim to be a flexible and suitable a retailer with a nice assortment it comes with big challenges you need structured processes with great it and system support and i think like a pim like in river pim and uh, contribute is is a really great tool to to help us on the way to to create that structure and to have one flow and one process for for the retailer and for for the supplier but also, Thomas, we talked about the future. I, I think, of course, this can be a challenge, a challenge for um, really big suppliers that has a lot of retailers. It it's it going to be a lot of contributes to enter. Yeah, because uh, I think that they would like to have it the other way around. That that all the retailers goes to their portals or so to to get the information in a in a way that. That is suitable for you, I guess. Exactly. And that needs to be like a relationship to be discussed, uh, a business relationship with the suppliers, which is the most suitable way. Uh, if we're going to be hardcore, we, we are their customers, but, but uh, so they need to provide us with the information. But we want to have a great relationship with our suppliers. So, so it's going to be have to be an open discussion maybe further on, or maybe if you look into the future, it needs to be some kind of joint data cloud with product information master data where, where where we can share this or i don't know but but today this is the most suitable way for us all and i actually have really many suppliers that left great comments about this system so okay uh, about this uh, contributes and so on yeah it's important also that that they feel that it's something that they enjoy working in and that they see the benefit of yeah so. and and of course we have like a development roadmap so there's always things to improve like to 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 do the process more efficient but but um, this is where we start and and uh, as you know the contribute app is pretty new how old is it like maybe a year a year or so yeah so it's um... it's still like there's things that can be improved but but today uh, i think it works suit our needs uh, pretty well and also we need to be able to, to follow up the data and if we have all the data in one place we can provide it into power bi and so on and make dashboards and for for me and as david from the Metic said like last your last episode he told told about like he's a really master data nerd and it's the same for me i really want to be able to see the data and see 
how well our supplier is performing and um, our service level and quality to be able to create an even better customer journey for our customers. But also we need to think about the relationship because we need to put in some effort educating the suppliers. We cannot expect them to like just jump into this and, and learn by themselves. We want to provide uh, the education and, and help them on their way to, to be able to create a nice customer journey for their brands be because now they have the freedom to, to actually affect how their brands are presented on Kicks Olean's uh, websites. Even if we have a certain tone, they can choose like what to write, what to show, how detailed the, the area of use or uh, product ingredient list and so on should be. All right. Well, super. I mean, thank you so much for sharing your experiences about uh, making the digital shelf available for your suppliers and your processes and, and also the, uh, where you are at in the cosmetics industry and the future. I think it's been really interesting. Yeah. So thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I think it's a super good show. Uh, super interesting to hear other retailers or suppliers or partners or companies is how learn from each other how to work with all of this uh, when we like running into the digital future. Yes. So uh, see you around. Okay. Thank you. Bye. All right. Now we are really warmed up in the new year here with a couple of new episodes of Pim Talk, and um, I'm really excited about what we can do with this uh, going further. I think there is a lot of interesting things to talk about and um, a lot of possibilities when it comes to playing around with the format to uh, find interesting people and companies that you can mix together and um, and so and also i'm looking forward to pinpoint of course our big conference in malmo the 4th and 5th of april it's still possible to get that early bird discount so if you go to pinpointsummit.com and enter early bird 19 when you registered um, you will get the discount and uh, it will be a great event where we have a lot of interesting speakers and sessions and also a great way of getting to know each other and get new context and exchange experiences. So that's one thing. Uh, we also, of course, have trainings going on. We have partner trainings the 12th and the 13th of February in Amsterdam. We're doing it the 14th to 15th in um, March in Chicago and the 20th to 21st of March in Malmö. We also, of course, have the User Academy. Uh, you will find us in Amsterdam on the 20th of February uh, in Chicago on the 20th to 21st of February and the 13th of March in Malmö. What you want to talk about? Thank you for listening. For feedback, tips and questions, you can email us at pimtalk at nrever.com or message us at pimtalkpodcast at Twitter. Please, if you like the show, go into iTunes and give us a good review. And if you would like to see some behind-the-scenes material, bloopers and live streams, you can follow PimTalk on Instagram. See you again in two weeks. Bye. I want to hear now Let's talk about him.